if you want order in your life, counsel for your direction, and peace in the conflicts of your existence, this baby was born to rule. This Christmas, Dr. Tony Evans reminds us that Jesus is much more than just a baby in a manger. He can be the one to bring things together in you and for you that you have not been able to fix on your own, but he's got to be the ruler. This is The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans, author, speaker, senior pastor of Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship in Dallas, Texas, and president of The Urban Alternative. Merry, Merry Christmas to you all. We celebrate the reason for the season, which is Jesus Christ. God become a man, the incarnation, in order to bring about salvation, the forgiveness of sin, and hope in spite of the circumstances that we find ourselves in. When Jesus was born, things weren't all well in the world, but yet the angels still broke out of praise because in the middle of the madness, a savior has arrived. And that means in the middle of your conflicts and crises, there is a savior that has arrived. I know that Christmas can be a difficult time of loss, a difficult time of conflict, a difficult time of loneliness for many, but this Christmas, Jesus wants to meet you where you are and show you there is a reason for your season and him being in the midst of it. So may God empower and comfort you this holiday season. Merry Christmas. And remember, the baby born in a manger is the king who rules for you today. It's been said that good things come in small packages, and that's certainly true with the birth of Jesus Christ. Today, Dr. Evans unpacks the gift we were given on that day God became flesh. Let's join him as he begins. In the movie Concussion, where Will Smith was dealing with the issue of injuries to players, there's a riveting statement that's made. And the statement was that football had replaced a day that used to belong to the church, that it had become the dominant focus of Sunday. This small, how could something this small matter so much? It's responsible for $17 billion a year of revenue to the NFL. 32 teams whose worth is over $75 billion. Worship centers called stadiums are packed to the brim every week with home viewers watching it virtually, some 400 million people inside and outside of the United States focused on this. How could something so small matter so much? Think about it. Men fight over it. They cry over it. They're willing to risk their health over it. They spend decades developing the skill and handling it. And it controls everything that happens on the field. I mean, over and over again, we find out that something so small can matter so very, very much. It has affected contracts and livelihoods and the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat, all based on what happens with this. So I ask you again, 
How can something so small matter so much? We are celebrating Christmas. We're celebrating the birth of a person not much bigger than this. And I ask you, how can something so small matter so much? He never wrote a song, yet more songs are sung about him than any other person who has ever lived. He never personally penned a book, yet his book has been the bestseller since its inception. He never traveled more than 300 miles from the place of his birth, and yet that's hardly anywhere on earth you can go where they don't know his name. How can something so small matter so much? Because just like this football, the life of Jesus Christ is more than the size To understand this baby, you have to stand, we're talking about deity and diapers. We're talking about, not talking about just a kid. I'm talking about a king. Let's see what Isaiah says about this baby born to rule. He says in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, for a child will be born to us and a son will be given and the government will rest on his shoulders and his name will be called wonderful counselor mighty god eternal father prince of peace there will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace on the throne of david and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forever the zeal of the lord of hosts will accomplish this he says a child will be born and a son will be given. Don't read that too fast or you'll miss it. The child was born, but the son was given because the son existed before the child was born. The son was handed. The child was birthed. The big word for that in Christian theology is the hypostatic union. Two natures in one person unmixed forever. Deity being poured into humanity the one-of-a-kind son of God. And he says, and he's here to run a government and to inaugurate a kingdom. This baby was born to rule. It says that the government will be on his shoulders. In other words, he's born to run stuff. So if you want your world ruled well, you better be on the shoulders that he's carrying because that's the kind of king he is. And so over and over, he says in these verses that this child born and son given is about government and government is about rule. And that's why he says it's a kingdom issue and his kingdom shall never end. Jesus wants to rule your life. He does not just want to be a kid in a crib. He wants to be the government, the ruler of your existence. What, you may ask, is the benefit of this child ruling? When Jesus Christ governs, Isaiah says, this is what you'll get. The first thing he says is that his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Chief Advisor. In other words, you don't have to live a confused life 
because he's not a counselor. He's the best at it. He's a wonderful counselor means he makes no mistakes in his advice. You can bank on what he says to be true on anything he says because he cannot be incorrect on any matter. As Colossians chapter 2 verse 3 says, all the hidden treasures of wisdom and knowledge are located in Jesus Christ. So if you allow him to be your ruler, your government, and your king, and you rest on his governmental shoulders, then the confusion of your life can be now ordered. He can take the lack of clarity, the bad decisions, the frustrated history, reorient it, reorganize it so that it makes sense because he's a mighty counselor, awesome counselor. He says his name will also be called Mighty God. Remember, this baby is deity in diapers. He's a king in a crib. He is mighty God, Emmanuel, God with us. I said it last time, let me say it again. He's the God man. One minute he can get hungry, the next minute he can feed 5,000 with a Moby Dick sandwich. One minute he can get thirsty because he's human, the next minute he can walk on water because he's divine. One minute he's tired and he has to sleep. The next minute he can raise somebody else from the dead. One minute because he's a man, he can die. The next minute, three days later, he can get up because he's mighty God. Now let's collect that with wonderful counselor. When you go to a good counselor who gives you good advice, they typically don't have the ability to pull off what they've advised you to do. But this mighty God can assist with the counsel he gives. So he doesn't just give wonderful counseling. He's the mighty God that can enable the counseling to have the effect it's designed to have. That is, if you're situated on his shoulders, if he's your government. Because after all, he was born to rule. He wasn't just born so you could sing a Christmas carol. He wasn't just born so you could say grace before a nice Christmas meal. He's born to rule. And he has earned that right because he is mighty God. He can pull off any advice that he offers if you're situated on his shoulders. Dr. Evans will continue that thought when he returns with more of today's message in just a moment. Right now, he's here with a quick word about why we're so grateful for your support. Paul regularly thanked those who came alongside of him who undergirded him with their generosity for the ministry God had called him to do. While we are doing the same, we praise our God for the friends that he's raised up who not only are blessed and benefit from the ministry, but who help sustain it through their generous financial contributions. So we thank God for you. If you're not one of those who come alongside yet, would you consider this being a great time to start? Why? Because as we close out the year, we want to end the year in the black and start the new year strong. But it takes friends and generosity to do that. We want to thank God for you because you have been used of God to keep us going. You are the wind beneath our wings. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your generous year and contributions. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Our hearts are grateful for your generosity. Please visit us at TonyEvans.org. Or call us at 1-800-800-3222 and let us know we can count on your help. 
Whether you make a contribution online or over the phone, as our way of saying thanks, we'll send you the best of Tony Evans 2023, an audio compilation of 20 of his most requested messages from the year, as well as his powerful devotional book, Transformed by the Trinity. Just visit us today at TonyEvans.org or call us at 1-800-800-3222 to make your year-end contribution. I'll repeat that contact information for you a little later. Right now, though, let's get back to the message. We've all seen in a football game, the refs overrule. We've seen them take the complaints of the crowd or the players or a coach, and we've seen them overrule. You know, the wonderful thing about this mighty God, he can overrule what is overruling you. Satan has been overruling you. Circumstances have been overruling you. People have been overruling you. Problems have been overruling you. But this is mighty God. And he can overrule the overrulers. So the beautiful thing about having Jesus, who was born to rule, ruling you, is he can overrule the things that you don't want ruling you anymore. That addiction, that problem, that person, that circumstance, that need that is dictating your existence. How can something so small be this big? Because he's mighty God. But not only that, he goes on to say, his name will be called Eternal Father. In other words, the originator of time. He's the father of time. Book of Hebrews chapter one says that Jesus originated time. He's the author of history. In the beginning was the word. John 1.1 1, 1 says Jesus is the word. So he brought about the beginning. So if you bring about the beginning, you existed before it began. He is the father of time. We've all seen the issue of clock management in football, haven't we? We've seen things go down to halftime or third quarter and then the two-man warning. And we've seen how the right team at the right time with the right plays and the right energy can change the score of a game because of how they manage that clock. Jesus Christ is the father of time. And if he is the ruler of life, guess what he can do? He can take what looks like a losing game of life and turn it into a victory celebration. Because guess what? He knows how to run the clock in the two-minute warning. He knows how to make the second half of life better than the first half. So that means somebody else's clock doesn't have to control your clock. Somebody else's existence doesn't have to control your existence because he is in charge of time. He is the father of it. But not only that, he goes on to say he's the prince of peace. In other words, he knows how to bring order out of a chaotic situation. Today, we are living in chaos. We have personal chaos where people can't live with themselves. And if you can't live with you, anybody around you is in trouble. We've got family chaos, don't we? Conflict, brutality, child abuse, divorce, abandonment. We've got ecclesiastical conflict where even Christians are at each other's throats or divided illegitimately over class or race. Then we have cultural conflict. Oh, and that's everywhere. Political conflict, social conflict, group against group, nation against nation, 
communities against communities. There's conflict. You know why there's conflict? Because we're not on his shoulders. He's carrying it on his shoulders. And if you don't want to be on his shoulders, then you can expect to be living in conflict, starting with conflict with you. You've got to be on my shoulders. Don't ask me to be on yours because I did not come for you to rule me. I was born to rule. I was born to be the prince of peace, to bring order in the chaos of life, to bring peace in the middle of a storm. Yes, Jesus said in John 16, in this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world and I leave my peace with you. Peace is not the fact that there are no conflicts. Peace is God showing up in the midst of the conflict and calming the storms of your life. Because how can something this small be this big? Because he is the wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, and he is the prince of peace. And if one day he's going to govern the whole world, don't you think he can govern your world? If one day he's going to rule the whole world, don't you think he can rule you? He is the unifier, the emulsifier. Emulsification is that process of bringing things together that typically can't get along, like oil and water. Whenever I eat my sandwiches, they will always be with mayonnaise. I'm not a mustard guy. I'm a mayonnaise guy. But mayonnaise is made of Substance that really doesn't get along. Well, there's a lot of oil and water in mayonnaise. And no matter how much you try to force them to be harmonized, they're just not going to get along. They're going to go back to their own corners. That is until you introduce egg. Because once you introduce egg, egg grabs water, egg grabs oil, and pulls the two together so I can get my mayonnaise. Jesus Christ is the emulsifier for the conflicts in our world, in our families, and in your life. And if you let him rule... He can be the one to bring things together in you and for you that you have not been able to fix on your own. But he's got to be the ruler. He's not just the person you show up to. He's the person who wants to set the agenda. So the question on the floor is, what are you going to do with Jesus Christ Christmas? The child was born. That's history. The son was given because that came from eternity. Through the virgin birth, God became a man. Because he's God, he can meet you as God. Because he's a man, he knows exactly how you feel and what you're going through. You get a male obstetrician, they can do the job, but they can't feel the pain. You get a female obstetrician who's had a baby, they can do the job, but they know the pain because they've been through it. God became a man so that he could know the pain the struggle, the stress, the attacks. Without sin, yes, but not without circumstances. And he became a man so that he could experience it, but as God, he can join you in it. But he wants to rule. So where do we start? We start with a personal relationship. He can't rule you if he doesn't have you. You must enter the kingdom before you can be ruled by the king. And that comes by placing personal faith in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and the free gift of eternal life, a gift he offers to anyone 
who comes to him and believes in him for it. You can't earn it, you can't buy it, but he is giving salvation away. The Bible declares all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Everybody hasn't sinned to the same degree, but everybody is a sinner. You know, this this ball, you can be one inch from the first down marker or 10 yards from the first down marker. But if you didn't hit the marker, you fell short. And if it's fourth down, you have to turn the ball over. You may not be as bad as your neighbor, but you fall short because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We have not met God's standard, and that's why God demands all men everywhere to come to Christ. Now, come to church. You could be born in the church. Your mother and father could raise you in the church. They could bring you meals and feed you in the church. They could bring a cotton. You can go to sleep in the church. They could bring you your desk or work out of the church. But if you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, you'll die in the church and not wake up in heaven. This comes to a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, not religion, a personal relationship. It is where you say to God, I recognize I'm a sinner. I know I need a savior. I believe you died on the cross for me in my place as my substitute. And I am now trusting you with my eternal destiny as my personal sin bearer. When you go in faith, believing God, Christ, to be your savior. He forgives your sins and begins the journey of a new life where then he can begin to rule. So first of all, you have to enter the kingdom so he can be the king. Once you enter the kingdom, you must surrender to the king. You must say, what is your desires? What is your goal? What is your way? What is your guidance, governance, guidelines? I want to follow you. That's called discipleship. That's where you leave the stands and get on the field. Because one of the problems today is we've got folks who come into the stadium. Oh, they belong to God, but they don't want to be ruled by him. They want to be fans, not followers. But if you want order in your life, counsel for your direction, a mighty God to empower and assist you and peace in the conflicts of your existence. This baby was born to rule, to save you for heaven and to rule you on earth. Christmas should not be just a holiday. It should be where you are being reminded Jesus came to rule your life and to be the government of your existence, first by saving you and then by getting you to follow him. If you're ready to surrender your life to the Lord and let Jesus do for you what he was born to do, please visit TonyEvans.org and follow the link at the very top of the homepage that says Jesus. Turn this Christmas into more than just another holiday. Don't wait. Be sure to visit TonyEvans.org today. And while you're there, don't miss your chance to request our featured audio collection for the holiday season, The Best of Tony Evans 2023. Remember, for the few remaining days of this year, it's our thank you gift in return for your contribution toward the ministry of The Alternative. We're reaching out across the country and around the world through radio, TV, training and equipping events, resources, and more. But it's all supported completely by friends like you who believe in Dr. Evans' ministry and want to help keep his teaching available to a generation in need. Please get in touch with us today and let Tony know he can count on your help. You can donate online at TonyEvans.org or by phone at 
800-322-2222. Either way, we'll send you our thanks along with the best of Tony Evans 2023, as well as a copy of his insightful devotional book, Transformed by the Trinity. Again, that's TonyEvans.org or by phone at 1-800-800-3222. Do you see your future as full of exciting possibilities or just more of the same problems and pain? Tomorrow, Dr. Evans will offer powerful encouragement as he talks about why God wants us to pursue bigger dreams. I hope you'll join us for that. The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans is brought to you by The Urban Alternative, made possible by the generous contributions of listeners like you.